0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. For today's episode of A Year of No Fear, I'm going to be reading in Ecclesiastes chapter 11, and I'm going to be focusing on verse 10. I'm going to also be reading out of the New Living Translation and the Amplified Translation. So if you want to follow along, I highly recommend get your Bible. But before I get into that, I just want to apologize to for yesterday, I didn't post a Wednesday episode and partly for two reasons. First reason, I didn't really have anything that was on my heart to talk about. And I didn't just want to like make something up or just do it for the sake of doing it. I want to be consistent. But if I was consistently in my word, I'm sure that I would have had a word for you guys. Um, So I I got out of the word for like a day and I had nothing come to me. Surprise, surprise. So I really apologize for that. That's on me. It's 100% my fault. And secondly, I just wanted to catch up on a few things. I hadn't cleaned my car out in forever, and it was just honestly disgusting, like a dumpster. So I just cleaned it out yesterday and got it looking nice which is great. And it feels good to have clean things. So that's what I was doing yesterday. So I do apologize for not posting a Wednesday word, but I'm back. I'm here. So don't worry. Everything's fine. I don't think you guys are worrying about me. And if you are, don't because I'm fine. But anyway, just going to hop into it. I'm going to start off in verse seven and I'm going to read to verse 10. It says, light is sweet. How pleasant to see a new day dawning. When people live to be very old, let them rejoice in every day of life, but let them also remember there will be many dark days. Everything still to come is meaningless. Young people, it is wonderful to be young. Enjoy every minute of it. Do everything you want to do. Take it all in, but remember that you must give an account to God for everything you do. So refuse to worry and keep your body healthy, but remember that youth with a whole life before you is meaningless. So this book was also written by King Solomon, just like the book of Proverbs was, and he in the Bible was known as the wisest man in the Bible. So I actually looked up this verse. So what he says in verse 10 is he says, so refuse to worry and keep your body healthy, but remember that youth with a whole life before you is meaningless. Now that word meaningless in the in the Hebrew, the original language, it means vapor or breath, or vanity or vain so there's a lot of words that you could fill in there but i want to focus on vapor so he's not saying that this life means nothing this life has no meaning it doesn't matter what he's saying is that this life is like a vapor and that's confirmed also it's a different word used because Hebrew is Old Testament and the New Testament was written in Greek. So it's not the same word, but the same meaning or same concept in the book of James chapter four, verse 14. I want to read that to you. I'm going to read 13 and 14. It says, come now, you who say today or tomorrow, we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell and make a profit. Whereas you do not know, what will happen tomorrow for what is your life it is even a vapor that appears for a little time and vanishes away so think about like when you take a shower or this morning i i woke up actually and there was like fog outside and when you take a shower it gets like steamy in there there's the water vapor that's in the air you open the door and it starts immediately disappearing or if you turn on the fan It the the vapor just evaporates, like it vanishes. So this morning I woke up, started my car, drove my daughter to school, and there was fog. But when I got back home, all the fog was gone. Even like halfway through the drive, there was no more fog. So it's it's there one minute and it's gone the next. So he's not saying that our life means nothing. He's not saying that what we do here on earth has no meaning. But it's here one minute and gone the next. When you when you compare it to the kingdom of God, the Bible says, in I think the book of Second Timothy, he says that a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day to the Lord. So one day to the Lord is like a thousand years, but a thousand years to the Lord is like one day. We're going to be living for an eternity somewhere. Hopefully it's going to be in heaven if you have confessed Jesus as your Lord and Savior. But this life, I'm going to read verse 10 in the Amplified Version now. It says, Therefore, remove sorrow and anger from your heart and put away pain from your body, for childhood and the prime of life are fleeting. So he says that it's fleeting. And I know that this life, it feels like it's forever. You know, we have the normal you know, natural life of a human being today is somewhere between seventy and a hundred years. And in those years, it feels very long. Like life feels very long. And I know that people say life is short. Yes, life is short. But when you're going and you're experiencing life, when you're going through life and especially without the Lord, life feels like it's very long. When you're in the kingdom of darkness, Life feels very long. Like I, it's almost like God, he speeds up the time because it feels like I have been saved forever. And that entire year when I talked, when I shared my testimony with you guys, that year in itself, 2019 for me felt like a lifetime. Half of 2018 and half of 2019, it felt like a lifetime. It felt like it was never going to end. When I came into relationship with the Lord, it's like the time sped up and I'm so far removed from that lifestyle now. I'm so far removed from that because that old that old life is dead, buried in the grave. Now it feels like this has been me like my entire life. It feels like this is my lifetime. But it's also been it's been short, but it's been long. And I can't explain it other than like the way that the scripture makes it feel, because one day feels like a thousand years and not in a way where it's like, oh, this day is dragging on. But one day feels like an eternity with the Lord and a thousand years feels like one day it goes by fast, but it goes by in a way where you wouldn't even notice it. So anyway, he says, so refuse to worry and keep your body healthy you have this. So what this tells me for as far as a year of no fear, he says, refuse to worry. You have a choice to worry. I think a lot of people think like, well, worrying, is just a natural thing. And it's gonna, it's gonna come and I have to experience that. No, you don't. You don't have to experience worry. You can cast those thoughts down. You have control over the thoughts of your mind. The Bible says to cast down every vain imagination and submit it to the word of God. Submit that, make that thing, make that thought line up with the word of God. You have to cast down every vain imagination that would try to exalt itself above the word of God. So here he says, refuse to worry and keep your body healthy. Refuse. You have to make it up in your mind. I am not going to worry about this thing. And it is that simple it is that easy. Refuse to do it. If you get thoughts that come into your mind that make you feel like worrying, just stop worrying. Like, and I know it's, it's easier said than done to some degree. Yeah. But fix your thoughts on God, fix your thoughts on what's pure and what's holy Fix your thoughts on what the word says and the word, because the word faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when you read the word, when you fix your eyes on the word. So understand me when I say I'm not telling you to look up at the sky and think about God. I'm telling you to fix your eyes on Jesus and Jesus is the word. What does the word have to say about worry? What does the word have to say about anxiety? What does the word have to say about my situation? Because I know that the word is going to say something that's going to bring life. It's not going to bring death. It's not going to keep me stuck in my worry. It's going to lift me up out of that. So fix your eyes on the word. See what the word has to say about your situation. And that's how you will be empowered to refuse to worry. Because if you don't have, if you're not equipped with the word of God, when worry comes, you're going to dwell on that thing. Because that's all you've known to do. So you have to renew your mind with the word of God. There are a lot of things that we can all worry about. There are things that we're seeing in our economy. There are things that we're seeing going on all around us people and other people groups and stuff like there is so many things that we could worry about. But if you fix your eyes on the word of God, then you'll see that I am in this world, but I am not of this world. I am not a part of this world's economic system. I am not a part of this world's um, morality system. I am set apart. I am seated in heavenly places. Yes, I might be physically on this planet, but my spirit is seated in heavenly places with Jesus Christ. I am exempt from the sickness and disease that goes on here. I am exempt from the lack and the poverty that happens here. I'm exempt from the, from the pain and the suffering that's going to happen here. And I understand that Jesus says in this world, we will have trouble. I know that full well. If I choose to follow Jesus Christ, persecution is promised. I will be persecuted for my faith in Jesus. There's no way around that. If you have faith in Jesus Christ, you are going to be persecuted for having faith in Jesus Christ. So, yes, in this world, I will have trouble, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Jesus said, Take heart. It's going to be okay because I've overcome the world. So, if he has overcome this world, Why am I going to focus on the trouble? Why am I going to focus on the negative things that are going on? I'm in this world, but I am not of this world. Psalm 91 verse 7 and 8. It says a thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. So you'll see what the wicked have earned only with your eyes. The trouble won't touch you. The pain and the the sickness and the disease and the lack and all of that stuff, it won't touch you. When you're so filled up with the word of God, you know that there's nothing that can take you out. There's no force in hell that can take you out. There's no plague. There's no pestilence or no arrow that the enemy can send your way that will take you out. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 54 verse 17, no weapon formed against you will prosper. So there will be a weapon that's formed against you. I feel like everybody's heard at this point. That doesn't mean that the weapon won't be formed, but it will not prosper. So yes, the enemy, he will try to attack you. It says he roams around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he he may devour. So he is going to try. We're not exempt from the enemy trying to take us out. But what we are exempt from is the actual prospering of that attack. Like if you just think about it in the imagery that the the Bible paints it in, we have the shield of faith and that shield of faith. It says it extinguishes every fiery arrow that the enemy would try to throw at us. It extinguishes every fiery arrow. So when you think about it in the natural realm, when you think about it with that same example, the enemy picks up an arrow, sets it ablaze, and points it, he he puts it in the bow. I don't know all of the terminology for this, but he shoots that arrow at you. But what do you have? You have the shield of faith. And not only does the shield of faith stop the arrow, but it extinguishes the fire that's put behind that arrow. So yes, the weapon is formed against you, but it will not prosper. That arrow won't touch you. The fire on that arrow, it won't touch you. So refuse to worry. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse five, I, I referenced this verse earlier, but I'm just going to read it now. It says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So you have to cast down every vain imagination or everything that tries to exalt itself above the word of God, above the knowledge of God. You cast it down and you bring it into captivity to the and make it obedient to Christ. And how do you do that? By believing the word of God, over believing the the lies from the enemy, believing the word of God over believing fear, worry, anxiety. So that's all that I'm going to talk about for today. I'm going to leave it there. Get into the word and see what the word has to say. See what the word has to say about your situation. The Lord does not want you living in anxiety. He doesn't want you living in worry or fear over anything. And his word tells you over and over and over again to not do that. And he doesn't just say not to do it for the sake of not doing it. But he knows that fear is going to cripple you. He knows that fear is a lack of faith. And the kingdom of God works on faith there's nothing in the kingdom of god there's nothing that you will receive that's a promise in this word even like even the most basic thing when you put your salvation when you put your hand your life in the hands of jesus when you receive him as your lord and savior that takes faith everything in this christian walk everything in the kingdom of god is going to take faith and in order to do that you cannot be living in fear So get into the word and see what the word has to say about your situation. Whatever it is that you're fearing about, whatever it is that you're worrying about or focusing on. If it's not the word of God, if it's not what the Lord says, then your attention is in the wrong place. Your faith is in the wrong place. You have faith for the problem. You have faith for the trouble. You have faith for the worries, but you don't have faith in God's word. That's what you're showing God. So see what it has to do. See what the word has to say about your situation. I don't know what it is that everybody's going through, but I know that the Bible says that there's nothing new under the sun. So everything that you experience in life, I promise you that it happened in this word. It happened in the Bible and the Bible has something to say about it. There is nothing that God can't handle. There's nothing that he doesn't know how to handle. He doesn't need your help to figure out a, a, a situation. He does not need your help. Your worrying won't do a single thing to change that situation. Thank you guys so much for listening. Follow the podcast on Instagram. It's at HIHB podcast. I love you guys. And I'll be talking to you guys on Sunday with the main episode. Bye.